This is the Find Your Forte Podcast, Technique Tuesday. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte Podcast with Coral Director and Lifestyle Entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte Podcast. And today I have some big news, big news. If you haven't seen it on Facebook already and you're just a listener of the podcast, I'm going to let you know that we, the Find Your Forte podcast and myself, Choir Nation, are hosting the the first of its kind choral conference called Choir Nation Redirect. And Choir Nation Redirect is a conference that is geared towards high-level middle school and high school choral directors that are interested in becoming the best choral director they can be. This is a no BS conference. This is a conference where we will cut straight to the point. These are the things that you should do. We are going to pull together each member of of the conference, and we're going to have structured networking. We're going to introduce you to people that can help you out. You're going to make friends. We are going to have a bar crawl. We are going to have whitewater rafting. We are going to have art museums. We are going to have uh, all sorts of social time and extremely valuable speakers. Uh, just just to name a couple, I I will be keynoting. And obviously supervising this whole thing, we have Daniel Gutierrez, the boop guy from a few episodes ago. We have uh, commitments also from Braden Ayers, the awesome composer. Stevie Berryman, who is on the podcast every once in a while, who's one of the most creative minds that I know. And other people that are trickling in and giving me commitments every single day. So if you want to get in on this conference, and I know you will because it's going to be freaking fantastic. I'm so excited. I'm so energized about this. It will just blow every Coral Conference out of the water, I promise you. It's going to be insane, and you're going to make lifelong friends that that are like-minded, and they're just amazing members of Choir Nation. If you want to hop in, I am doing a preview webinar in two days, in two days, Okay, that's that's um, the 13th of October, Thursday, the 13th of October, and it is going to be hosted at ryanguth.com forward slash redirect webinar. Again, ryanguth.com forward slash redirect webinar, and that'll be on Thursday evening, the 13th of October 2016. And if you cannot attend the webinar, sign up anyway, because I will be sending out a link to the replay. And you will have on Friday, uh, uh, through Friday, to capture deep discounts on the registration for this. Okay, I'm also, um, I'm working, we have have a, a hotel for this. We have a conference center. We have, it's just, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't even think straight. Okay. So I really hope that, that you can join us for Choir Nation Redirect. So now let's hop into our episode of Technique Tuesday on Don't Do Stuff. Now we spend time 
doing a lot of things that we really shouldn't do as a choir director, some things that do not utilize our talents. You know, we are called to be so many things, an event planner, an entrepreneur, a creative graphic designer, all these sort of things that are just not in our wheelhouse as far as our technique is concerned. And in Technique Tuesday today, I'm going to talk to you about some of those things that you can outsource to students of yours so that you have the ability uh, and you can free up some RAM so that you can do your best as a choir director, spending time on the things that matter most and not spending time on things that do not matter. We often suffer of this uh, superhero syndrome, which plagues us greatly, where we feel as though if we don't do it ourselves, it's not going to be as good as as we want it to be. It's not going to show our true brand. And of course, because we identify so deeply with our profession, everything about what we do professionally needs to be the absolute best. And the problem with that is it, is that it drives us completely crazy. We're stressed out. We're spending too much time at school. We're spending too much time after school. We're stressing our spouses out. We're retaining water. And unfortunately, it takes a toll on us in the end. And relationships are lost. And hair is lost. And lots of things are lost. So what I want to do today is outline some things and some different ways that you can have your students help you get those menial tasks out of the way. And they will love it, and they will love you for it, because a lot of times these things don't feel so crazy to your students as they do to you, because they enjoy helping you out. So let's just jump right in. And the first thing I want to start with is having students document your processes, Now, if you want your students to do things like you do it or do things your way or at least close to your way, you're going to want to have these processes documented. And you could think, well, I mean, I don't have time to sit down and write out everything that I do. You don't have to. You can can hold a meeting with your, uh, your choir officers or kids that you've put in leadership roles, and they can literally write out the things you say as you say them, or you could record it for them, and then they could take notes later on. So you have all sorts of ways to do this, and the easiest way for you to document processes is to pull your phone out and pick up the voice memo app and talk through your process for doing any of these things that I'm about to name. That way, it doesn't take you as much time. You you can speak more freely, and all the editing of the process can be done by the student when they write it. So, meaning if you make a mistake when you're speaking into your phone, uh, when the when the child goes back and listens, he's going to obviously edit out your mistakes. So you're going to get a pretty darn good uh, edit, final draft or whatever of your dictation of of the the voice memo by your students because your students' grade depends on the work they do in your class. They're not going to want to disappoint you, first of all. And if you make it worth a grade or if you make it some extra credit or something like that, they're going to do a good job. 
And because you're putting them in a leadership role, the kids want to be in leadership roles, not only for their own individual egos, but because they want to please you because you are a leader in an activity that they love. So number one, document processes in by dictation and have students transcribe what you say or take notes on what you say about the processes. Now, here are the processes. And, and, and by the way, I want to just go back for a second. You have to document the processes so that you can have this handed down to the next group of kids who, who take over these jobs. That's why you document. And you want it done in checklist form so that every time a process comes, comes up, they do it the same way. It's consistent. It's like McDonald's. It tastes the same no matter where you go. Okay, it's it's literally a franchise model that that has worked for businesses since, you know, 50, 75 years ago. Um, even more, since the Industrial Revolution, people have been documenting processes and replicating them over and over again. Henry Ford, think about that. Think about the assembly line. Okay, so that's what we're going to use uh, in order to get the rest of these things done. Now, number two, after we've documented processes, let's talk about the different tasks that we can have kids do. Attendance. Attendance. It could be one child per class. It could be section leaders. What I used to do, and by the way, all these things I'm telling you about are things that I have implemented in my current high school class at Cibola High School in Albuquerque. Okay, so these are things that I'm, I practice what I preach. I do all of these things. Um, attendance, okay? One child per class can take attendance. In, in my case, at the high school, I have a choir manager named Liz, and she is awesome, and she takes attendance for both my concert choir and my women's choir. Or you can do what I did back in my middle school days, and I actually made folders with attendance lists for every section, soprano, alto, tenor, bass, or sopranos and altos in, in my treble choirs, or even just groups one, two, three, four, or it could be, you know, A through G, G through L, and M through M through R, and S through Z, or something like that, um, in folders for each choir. And then basically what the kids would do would come in, section leaders would grab the folders, they would take attendance, and put the folders back in the designated area. That way, you don't have to do it. Or they could do it on your computer. Just open up your computer and have them take attendance. That's that's what I do. It's no big deal. The next, the next job you can have students do is be a librarian. They can check in and check out music. They can number new music as it comes in from your music distributor. They can database all the music. I have, I have had students literally go through entire entire drawers of music and database the music and put it into an Excel spreadsheet for me. And believe me, you'll have 20 kids who will stay after school and want to do this for you. They can also label folders uh, for music or, or they can update your organization system the way you want them to do it. The next is room decor. Now, everybody's room stinks unless it's decorated in some way, unless it has some personality. It just looks like, it just looks like a, you know, a concrete block cell if it's not decorated nicely. So you can have kids do your bulletin boards. 
just tell them what you want. This bulletin board is for colleges and universities. This one is for, for me, I, we have a compliments box, which we'll talk about at some point. Um, this is for compliments to the choir. Uh, this over here is, you know, uh, a photo wall or something like that, and kids will do it for you. Okay, so have them do the bulletin boards, have them gather photos for the photo wall. Basically, students can can email one student all their photos. We can get them printed out and they can put them up on a photo wall. Or uh, we, maybe we can have students make posters of certain concepts that you talk about in class. You know, there's always somebody who who is willing to make a schwa poster for your unaccented vowels, or maybe even a vowel chart, an IPA vowel chart, or even reminders about you know leaving your emotional baggage at the door or making sure your cell phone is away. Or honestly, you could have, uh, well, you could also buy my posters on Teachers Pay Teachers at ryanguth.com forward slash posters. But if, if you don't want to do that or you have kids that can make some great posters, then have kids make posters. They would love to do it. You could also have kids clean. I do it all the time. Hey guys, there's some things on the floor. Pick it up, throw it in the trash. Why are you? Why are you doing that? You don't need to do that. You're the choir director. Have them clean. Kids, when you hand a kid a mop or a broom, they're in heaven. Why? Because they want to do it for you, not for their mom and dad. So think about that for a second. The next is concert setup. This is humongous, and I would not be able to do anything without the kids that set up for my concerts. That's that's moving risers and setting up risers, setting up the acoustical shell, moving the piano, blocking off seats in the audience, hanging up signs that say this way to the bathroom or hanging up signs that say, you know, please refrain from entering and exiting during musical numbers and, and so forth. Um, they can be greeters. And at my last concert, I wanted all of the families front and center first because, of course, everybody acts like a Methodist and stand and sits in the back, right? Because they don't want to be way up, way up front. Or maybe some of the maybe some you know people are way up front, way up, way in the back, and you have a, a, a big gap in the middle. So I have students that actually guide parents and families and and. Uh, attendees of our concerts towards the seats we want them to be in first, and it fills up the, it fills up the auditorium in a way that looks good. It it promotes great energy during the concerts, and nobody's going to say no to a kid who walks them to to the right seat. Okay, you can also have people be greeters. They can actually hand out programs and say nice things to people when they walk in. Do not underestimate the power of kids smiling at the entrance of your of your concert. Maybe you have a kid that loves audio, you know, loves audio or is just smart enough to figure it out. I had a kid back in in uh, sixth grade um, that that I m- made the audio board kid for the musical. I handed him the manual to the audio board. He read it. He learned it, and now he is an audio engineer and radio host because I said, hey, I think you might like to do this and let instead of, let him do it. I, I bought him a book on audio engineering uh, and I gave him the manual to the board and he figured it out. 
Okay, same thing with lighting, all right? The next thing is moving heavy stuff. I said risers before, but what about rearranging chairs between your ensembles? Have kids rearrange the chairs. You don't need to rearrange the chairs. Make a seating chart or a chair a chair chart hanging on the wall. Point to it and say, make it look like this. Okay, kids kids are lacking critical thinking skills these days. And if you and if you throw a chart on the wall and say, make it look like this, they'll figure it out. And it's great practice in critical thinking. The next is if you have a student who is an excellent pianist, guess what? They can accompany. They can make practice tracks for you. That's huge. What a time saver. I hate making practice tracks because I screw up every time. Every take, I always screw up. Well, guess what? Have a kid do it. I've always had kids do practice tracks, and they do an excellent job because they want to please you. They want to do a great job for you, so they're gonna they're gonna not they're not gonna give you crap because they know that their friends are gonna be listening to it, uh, and they want you to be happy, and they don't want to be made out to look to look like a bad pianist or whatever. So they're gonna make you great practice tracks. How about other musically talented kids in your ensemble or outside of your ensemble, maybe maybe in the band or in the orchestra, that when you need extra instruments or a chamber ensemble or chamber strings or chamber winds for a piece that you're doing, go to the band teacher, go to the orchestra teacher and say, who can you give me? These kids would jump at the chance to accompany a choir. Why? Because it's new and different and kids love new and different. They don't like the monotony. They love new and different and you are offering them that opportunity. How about having kids lead warm-ups? Maybe if they can't lead the musical portion of the warm-ups, you can have kids trade off and lead a physical warm-up. One of the best things uh, that I've ever seen comes from the late, great Frau Kahasemann, where she does little scenarios where she, you know, we're going apple picking, so we're going to walk to the field, and you're making, you're miming those movements, and we're going we're gonna to bend down, pick an apple, we're going to bite it, we're going to throw the core, and we're going to go woo, and so forth. And, and these kids can make up scenarios for physical warm-ups that would be a lot of fun and engaging um, for, the, for your choirs because there's always a new kid doing a new scenario, and it'd be a lot of fun to have them uh, do the physical portion of your warm-up. Physical meanings, you know, posture, stretching, alignment, um, loosening up, and that, those kind of things. They can also go over your markings. You can hand... You can hand a student your your score, and they can go over marking the music with with the choir. Put a put a crescendo here for measures four through six, and so forth. And again, I do all of these things. The next one, measuring for uniforms. I don't want to have to measure the kids because I don't want to touch the kids. So I teach a couple students how to measure and they measure for uniforms. Why? Because it's no big deal. And guess what? They can do it during rehearsal. They can silently pull kids aside, bring them to the choir library, uh, measure them, and send them back around, and it's no big deal. You're not putting yourself in a, in a liability situation. Rehearsal can continue, and you're giving kids a job. The next is organizing informal field trips or bonding days. I recently spent a Saturday doing uh, a bonding day with my concert choir kids at a little family fun center. I didn't. I just showed up. I had a kid 
make flyers, hand them out, call the call the place, set up set up the date, collect the money, and the whole thing. And I just showed up and had a great time. And it was a wonderful experience for my students and for me. The next is social media. If you don't follow my choir on social media, you absolutely should. We are, we are models for social media, and there are a couple others that I can put links to uh, in the show notes page for this episode. Again, it's at, which is ryanguth.com forward slash TT038 for Technique Tuesday 38. Uh, if you don't follow my choir on Instagram, you should. My kids run this, and they do an awesome job. It's at Cibola Choirs. Again, it's at Cibola Choirs, C-I-B-O-L-A, Cibola Choirs on Instagram. And they do amazing, amazing things. I had, I had a student that did a, a video series for my most recent concert, which was called Hashtag Blessed, and it was an all-spirituals and gospel concert. And I had a student that took video and edited it, added, added text and all this, this great stuff. And the video was all about, all about why uh, our students are blessed. And they, he interviewed students to find out why they felt blessed in life. And then he posted on Instagram. And we have all sorts of stuff. We mini-dab on Fridays. And if you don't know what that is, go check it out. Go to Siebel Acquires on Instagram. The next thing is graphic design, posters, concert programs, Show them how to do it. Give them one awesome formatted concert program that you've seen or that you've done, and then have them replicate it. That's easy. That's super easy. And you can use tools like Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Canva's great. PicMonkey is great. You You could also have them use something more advanced like Adobe Illustrator or Microsoft Publisher and have them replicate a program that you give them. The next is promotion. Social media, that's, this is huge. Have the kids talk about the concerts on social media. Have the kids recruit via social media. Okay, one of the easiest things to do if you have an Instagram account for your choir is have, have kids screenshot uh, the most recent post from your Instagram, and then they they share that screenshot as a picture on Instagram, which, which gets people to promote, I'm sorry, to uh, follow your account, okay? So they're tagging you uh, in, in a promotion, okay? It's a shout out. Um, that's one way to do it on social media. They could write announcements that go to the main office for you. Uh, they could do the announcements in class. Uh, they could also talk about... Um, they could also talk about choir to their clubs and different social circles, but you have to ask them to do it. Sometimes they don't do it naturally. Okay, and very last, and I'm sure I'm not, I'm not saying everything. These are just the things that I do. Um, kids should be selling, selling tickets, selling ads, doing fundraisers, things like that. They should be selling, and you should teach them how to sell. Now, that is like, wow, what am I going to, I'm not a salesperson, Ryan. Um, this is something that will come up on the show. I will have scripts for you on how to sell ads, how to, how to approach um, strange businesses and things like that about buying ads in your concert program. So that is coming up um, on the Find Your Forte podcast, Technique Tuesday. 
but you should at least talk to the kids about going out, promoting, selling, talking to their families, talking to their friends, um, selling tickets, selling ads, doing fundraisers. I even have students that are inquiring with with you know Yankee candles and all sorts of stuff about fundraisers without me even being involved. And they're researching the fundraisers themselves and coming back to me with research on which fundraisers have the best margins and which ones they think are the best for the choir and the ones that the kids would like the most. And I'm not doing any of this stuff. So just to go back, I'll just list it again really fast. And you can go to ryanguth.com forward slash TT038 for the whole list of things. And I hope you go back there and, and check it out. It's just a list, nothing crazy. So we have documenting processes, attendance, librarian, room decor, cleaning, concerts, moving heavy, heavy stuff, uh, musical help, measuring uniforms, organizing informal field trips or bonding days, social media, graphic design, promotion, and selling. So there are so many ways that you can make your life easier, lighten your load, and I hope that you do. Remember to sign up for the webinar this Thursday. Sign up right away at ryanguth.com forward slash redirect webinar to get exclusive access to the events and a little preview of what's to come for Choir Nation Redirect, our inaugural conference, uh, June 27th through 30th in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Again, ryanguth.com forward slash redirect webinar. Pull over in the car, open your site right now, throw your email in, and get an invite to that webinar. Do it, do it, do it. I will, I will see you on Thursday, and I will also see you tomorrow for an amazing, amazing episode tomorrow with none other than our great, our great pal, Betsy Cook Weber from the University of Houston. That's tomorrow on the Find Your Forte podcast and join me online on Thursday. Take care and I hope you have a very, very wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.